Our sermon this afternoon is from Mr. Steve Andrews. It is entitled, The Betrayal, Trial, and Death of Jesus Christ. I, too, appreciate the music service today and those things that uh, we've been hearing in, the, in those songs. Uh, focus again on the time that's coming up, which is the Passover, and, of course, uh, I'm also focusing on that and thinking about it and meditating on it, and especially the things that Jesus has done um, for him to be in the position that he is in. And it's interesting that Jesus knew when his time was to come. He also knew what it was going to be like because the scriptures laid it out. And I just wanted to read one scripture before I, I get into the, um, to the title of my message today and to the book that I brought, which is what I did last year in which I wanted our minds to be prepared for the Passover, and so I want to read through that. Verse 7 of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, he says, He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is done, so he opens not his mouth. In the events that happened after the Passover service, we usually don't go through that at the Passover service because we focus more on, the, on those emblems that Jesus has given us. But it's, I think it's very important for us to understand what he went through and to focus our, our mind and our thoughts on the, on the trial that must have been inside of his heart as he faced each and every one of these various, um, probably very deep temptations, knowing, knowing at the end that he had, he had the resurrection, he had the hope, but there was a great deal that he had to go through to get to that point. The, um, the book that I, I read last year, and I'm going to read again this year, and the, 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 the very short the section that I'm going to go through, it comes out of the Seamless Gospels, and it's by a man by the name of Charles Roller, and um, he doesn't have anything, uh, any large uh, things after his name. He was just someone that was dedicated to putting the gospel message in a more seamless way and for that I am very, very thankful because it really does lay out these last hours of Jesus' life and what he went through and how he suffered for you and I so that we could be redeemed, as we heard in the first message. And all of the, the, the music that we were just hearing and how he has died for us and for our sins. And, and we come to this Passover season and we look at those things and we are very much um, sometimes in awe of the sacrifice that he gave. This is called The Betrayal, the Trial, and Death. And it's a section number 11 of this book. I want to read as a little introduction here because I think it was very interesting what he wrote. In, in anticipation of his final hour, Jesus withdrew to the Mount of Olives to pray. In speechless agony, he pleaded with his father to spare him from his trial. Yet he knew that there was a cross to, bo to be born before he could make 
the supreme demonstration of God's power over evil, of joy over sorrow, of life over death, embracing his divine mission with a renewed faith. He asserted his oneness with the Father in the face of his adversaries. For this, he was about to suffer violence and offer up a final vestige of his mortal soul. This final act of faith proved the all-encompassing power of God's love for all of mankind for all time. And that is absolutely true. We are, we, we're very familiar with uh, the scenario in which Jesus sat with his disciples and, and how at the end of that they got up and they went to the Garden of Gethsemane. So I'm going to pick it up, the trial before dawn. Gethsemane, Jesus prays in agony. And there is a, in each one of these, there's a little header, which I will read so that you'll know the, the sequence in which the events happen. Sometimes when you, you go into the um, parallel or the, um, the Gospels and you try to find out that sequence, sometimes it's a little difficult. So he has put this in a very logical sequence. And we'll see if we can get through this here. It won't take that long. When Jesus spoke in these words, he came out and went forth to the brook of Kidron, where was a garden, as he is accustomed to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And they came to a place which is, was named Gethsemane, into which he entered and his disciples. When he was in that place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray yonder. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry here, watch with me. And he went forward about a stone's cast and kneeled down and fell on his face and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. Take away this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He came unto the disciples and found them asleep and said unto Peter, Simon, do you sleep? What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them asleep again, sleeping for sorrow, for their eyes were heavy, and said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And neither knew what to answer him. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying in the same words, he came to his disciples the third time and said unto them, Sleep on now, take your rest, it's enough, the hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrays me is at hand. He could even see and foresee that. Judas betrays Jesus. Immediately while he yet spoke, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came with 
with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and scribes and the elders of the people. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having received a, a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered and said to him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with him as soon as then as he had said to them, I am he. They went backwards and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answers, I have told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way that the same might be fulfilled which he spoke of them, which they gave me, <clears throat> gave me, have I lost none. Of them that which he gave me, I have lost none. And while he yet spoke, he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before him, drew near to Jesus to kiss him. Now he that betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whosoever I shall kiss, the same as he, take him, lead him away under guard, but Jesus said unto him, Judas, do you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, for what purpose are you come? And they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. When they which were about him saw what, they, uh, what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's servant, cut off his right ear, and the servant's name was Malchus. Then Jesus said unto Peter, Resist no more. And he touched his ear and healed him. Put up your sword into the sheath, for all they that take up the sword shall perish with the sword. Do you think that I cannot now appeal to my Father, and he shall at once give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? The cup which my Father has given me, shall not I drink it? How important were this, that he do this. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and the captains of the temple, and the elders which were come to him, Are you come out as against a thief, with swords and staves to take me? When I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness, that all this is done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And there followed him a certain young man having a linen cloth cast about his naked body. And the young man laid hold on him, and he left the linen cloth and fled then naked. Jesus is sieged and taken away. Then the band and the captain and the officers of the Jews took Jesus, bound him, and led him away to An Annas first. For he was the father-in-law to uh, Caiaphas, Caiaphas, which was the high priest in that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave advice to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And they, had, and they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to, to Caiaphas, the high priest, and brought him into the high priest's house, where the chief priests and the scribes and the elders were assembled. 
And Simon Peter followed Jesus afar off into the high priest's palace. And so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside and then went out that the other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spoke unto her that might keep the door and brought in Peter. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were seated together, Peter, Peter sat down among the servants and warmed himself at the fire to see the end. Counsel, questioned, and struck. As we go through here, we, we realize the, the continuous um, problems that Jesus was going to have to face, the tortures and the, um, and the various things that he was going to have to, to go through to make it to, to, even to the cross, even to the, to the stake. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly in the world. I ever taught in the synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always met, and in secret have I said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask them which heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Do you answer the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest, counsel the false witnesses. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none, for many bore false witness against him. But their witness had not agreed together. Their witness had not agreed together. At least came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But neither so did their witnesses agree together. The high priest stood up on the midst, stood in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Do you answer nothing? What is it which these witnesses say against you? Counsel, questions, and beaten. But Jesus held his peace, answered nothing. The high priest answered and said to him, I charge you by the living God that you tell us whether you be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, you, you have said, nevertheless, I say unto you, hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Again, the high priest asked him and said, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we to, of witnesses? Behold now, you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And the men that held Jesus mocked him, struck him. Some began to spit in his face, and the servants to strike him with the palms of their hands. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy unto us, you Christ, who is it? struck you. And many others blasphemously spoke they against him. Counsel outside. Peter denies Christ. Now Peter sat outside in the palace and the servants and the officers stood there who had made a fire of coals for it was cold and they warmed themselves. Peter stood with them 
warmed himself. There came one of the servant girls of the high priest that kept the door. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she closely looked upon him and said, Are not you one of, the, uh, one of his men's disciples? One of this man's disciples? You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied him before them all, saying, I know not, neither do I understand what you say. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crowed. When he was gone out into the porch, after a little while, another girl saw him and said unto them that, they were, uh, that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. They said therefore unto him, Are you not? Are not you also one of his disciples? And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And about the space of one hour later, one of the servants of the high priest, being his relative, whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did not I see you in the garden with him? Surely you also are one of them, for you are a Galilean, for your speech betrays you. It began, but he began to curse and to swear, saying, Man, I know not what you say. I know not this man of whom you speak. And immediately while he yet spoke, the cock crowed the second time. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you shall deny me three times. And when he thought thereon, Peter went out and wept bitterly. You could just put yourself into that position. Wow. Council condemned to Pilate. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people, the scribes, plotted against Jesus to put him to death and led him into their council, saying, Are you the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I, and if I also ask you, you will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they all, Are you then the Son of God? And he said unto them, You say that I am. They said, What need we further witness? For we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. The, multitude, the whole multitude of them arose, and when they had bound Jesus, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Judas hangs himself. When Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, in that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver into the temple, and departed and went out and hanged himself. The chief priests took the silver pieces and said, It's not lawful to put them into the treasury because it's a price of blood. And they conferred and brought within the potter's field to bury foreigners in. Therefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed me. This is chapter 52 called the Roman Trial. Before Pilate, accusations. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they, uh, that they might eat the Passover. 
Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not an evildoer, would we have delivered him up to you? Then said Pilate unto them, Take him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the sayings of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spoke, signifying what death he would die. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation, forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Before Pilate, king of the Jews, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said unto him, You say it. And the chief priests and the elders accused him of many things, but he answered them nothing. Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? Behold, how many things that they witness against you. But Jesus answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Do you say this thing of yourself, or did others tell you of it, uh, it of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you unto me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my, is my kingdom not from here. Pilate therefore said unto him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and said to the chief priest to the, and to the people, I find no fault in this man at all. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time, before Pilate sent to Herod. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long time, because he had heard of many things of him, and he had hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes stood and strongly accused him. Herod, with his men of war, rejected him, mocked him, and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. The same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they, had been, they were at hostility between themselves. Before Pilate, whom to release? And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people unto them, you have brought this man unto me, one of that perverts the people, and behold, I, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man concerning those things whereof you accuse him. No, nor Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing deserving of death is done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release unto the people one prisoner, whoever they desire. And there was uh, then a, a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. 
which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection before Pilate. Crucify him. The multitude crying aloud began to desire to do as he had ever done unto them. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate answered them, saying, Whom will you that I release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. And when he was seated on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that he should rather release Barabbas unto them and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Which of the two will you that I release unto you? And they said, Barabbas. And they all cried out once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto, Bar unto us Barabbas, who for a certain insurrection made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. Then they all cried again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Pilate answered and sent it again, again unto them, What will you then that I shall do with Jesus, which is called Christ, whom you call the King of the Jews? And they all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And they cried again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why? What evil has he done? And they cried out the more, saying, let him be crucified. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spoke again to them. But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then Pilate, the governor, said unto them the third time, Why, what evil has he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were insistent with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them of the chief priest prevailed. Jesus is a lamb before the slaughter, brethren. Before Pilate, Jesus is to die. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just man. You see to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Pilate gave silence that it should be as they required. He released unto them, or a sentence that he, as they required. He released unto them him that for insurrection and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired. But he delivered Jesus to their will. And so Pilate, willing to satisfy the people, released Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered Jesus to be crucified. Now, that's just one word. But in that scourging, is a very horrible, horrible thing because they used um, what they call a cat of nine tails with, which had metal and different things on it that they would literally rip the flesh off of anyone that they scourged. And so Jesus went through some very horrible, horrible things to come uh, to the point of uh, to where he was on the, the stake uh, uh, for death. Then the soldiers of the governor led Jesus away into the common hall this is before Pilate and the crown of thorns, called Praetorium, and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. They stripped him. They clothed him with a purple robe. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head 
and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him and said, Hail, King of the Jews. They struck him with their hands. They spit upon him and they took the reed and struck him on the head. Pilate therefore went, uh, therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by that law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, From where are you? But Jesus answered, uh, gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Do you not speak unto me? Know you not that I have power to crucify you and have power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me except it were given to you from above. Therefore he that delivered me to you has the greater sin. And from then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whosoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that was called the pavement. But in the Hebrew, uh, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover in about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. And he delivered him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. Before Pilate, Jesus was mocked. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple rug, robe from him, and they put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. Chapter 53, The Darkest Day. And they came out, they found a man, a Cyrene, Simon by the name, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Him they compelled to bear his cross, or his stake, and they led him away on on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. There followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus turning unto them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourself and for your children. Behold, for behold the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that bear, never bore and the breasts that have never nursed babies. Then shall they... Uh, then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and the hills cover us. For they do these things in the green tree, what shall they do in the dry? And there was also two other criminals led with him to put to death. And they bring him, bearing his cross, into a place called Golgotha. In the Hebrew, that is to say, the place of a skull, which is called Calvary, where they crucified him and their two criminals one on the right hand, on the other on the left, and the Jews in the middle, and Jesus in the middle. And they gave him a drink of wine, sour wine mingled with myrrh and gall, and we had tasted thereof, he would not drink. 
And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, at this particular time, this was very cruel because um, if there were many ways in which crucifixions happen, and I think uh, Reg went through all of those different ways, and they're very, very, very bad. No matter which, whether it was a cross, whether it was a stake, no matter what was the, the situation, um, whoever was crucified was in agony and pain until they died. They did not take them down. They suffered throughout all the time that they were on the stake or on the cross. And they were, um, and it was a horrible way to die. This uh, drink that they gave Jesus was something to, 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 to dull the pain a little bit. Not completely, but a little bit. And Jesus refused it. He wanted to, everything that he was doing, he, um, it was total suffering. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And then soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments, made four parts, parted his garments to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it. Whose it shall be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which said, They parted my garments among them, and for my clothing they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Sitting down, they watched him there, and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. The writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The title then read, The title then read many of the Jews, for the place was Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew and in Greek and in Latin. So it kind of gives you an idea of the three different languages that were available and, and spoken in that particular time. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate said, What I have written, I have written. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. They that passed by hurled insults on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, you, you that destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross. If you be the Son of God, come down from the cross. The people stood beholding. The rulers also with him scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God, the soldiers also mocked him coming to him and offering sour wine and saying, If you be the king of the Jews, save yourself. Likewise also, the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said unto themselves, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross that he may, we may see and we, we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, hurled insults on him. And one of the criminals, which were hanged, hurled insults on him, saying, If you be Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, seeing you are in the same cond condemnation? And we indeed just, justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Truly I say unto you, today, um, 
shall you be with me in paradise. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, his wife, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother, the disciple standing by, whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said unto the disciple, and that was, of course, John, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. Jesus dies on the cross. It was about the sixth hour, and from the sixth hour there was a darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And it was about the ninth hour that Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eloi, Eloi, lamna sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard us say, Behold, he calls for Elijah. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was a set of vessel full of sour wine, and straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine, put it, up, uh, put it on a uh, hyssop reed, and put it to his mouth. And he gave him to drink, saying, Let alone let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. The rest said, Let him be. Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. When Jesus therefore received the sour wine, he said, It's finished. And when Jesus had cried again with a loud voice, he said, Father, under your hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. And the sun was darkened, and behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two. In the, in the middle, from the top to the bottom, and the earth did shake, uh, did quake, and the rocks split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of their graves after his resurrection, and went into the whole city and, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake, and those things that were done, they feared greatly. And when the centurion which stood opposite him saw that he cried out and gave up the spirit. He glorified God, saying, Certainly, this was a righteous man. Truly, this man was the Son of God. And all the people that came together to that sight, beholding the things which were done, struck down their breasts and returned all his acquaintances. And the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding these things among them, whom was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and the same of, Je of Joseph and Salome, and the mother of Zebedee's children, who also, when he was in Galilee, followed him and ministered unto him, and many other women which came with him unto Jerusalem. And it's interesting that actually in Hebrew the word Mary means Miriam, which is my wife's name, which also means bitter. How many Marys were, were actually with him? The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation of the body, should not re remain and the cross of the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and broke the legs of the first, and the other which was crucified with him. But they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, and they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side at once, came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bore witness, and his witness is true. And he knows that he says is true, that you might believe, for these things were done that the scriptures should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, the scripture says, they shall look on him whom they have pierced. 
the burial of Jesus. After this, when the evening was come, because it was the preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, behold, there was a rich man of Arimathea, a city of the Jews named Joseph, a prominent council member of the good, and a good man and just. The same had not consented to the purpose of, uh, and, and deed of them, who also himself waited at the kingdom, for the kingdom of God, and being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, came and went boldly unto Pilate, and asked for the body of Jesus. And Pilate marveled that, he, that they were already dead, and calling unto him the centurion, and he asked him whether he had already died. And when he knew it of the centurion, Pilate gave him permission. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered to Joseph. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. Now in the place where he had crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, wherein was never a man laid. And he brought fine linen, and when Joseph had taken the body down, he wrapped it in clean linen cloth, laid it in his own new tomb. And when he had hewn it out of the rock, there came unto Nic also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds of weight. Then they took the body of Jesus, wound it in linen cloth, with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. There they laid Jesus, for Ju the tomb was near at hand, and rolled a great stone in, under the door of the tomb and departed. That day was the preparation of the Sabbath. Of course, that was the, 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 the first high day of the Days of Unleavened Bread. There was Mary Magdalene, another Mary mother, uh, Mary and the mother of Joseph, sitting opposite the tomb, beheld where he had laid. And the women also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after, beheld the tomb, and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments, the rest of the Sabbath day. The last thing, Pilate places a watch on the tomb. He's not going to, he's not going to be there, is he? Now the next day that followed, the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the, de the deceiver said, While he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the tomb be made sure until the third day, lest disciples come by night and steal him away. And say unto the people, He is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be the worse than the first. Then Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go your way. Make it as secure as you can. And so they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting a guard. Brethren, as we come uh, tomorrow night, um, service will start at 8 o'clock. And um, as we come together, it is a solemn occasion. We... Um, we come not for the cedar meal, but for the emblems that our Savior Jesus Christ gave us. He said in there that if you don't drink his blood and eat his, you know, eat, um, eat his body, that we have no part in him. And we know those emblems, the wine and the bread that we eat, are once a year we come as a memorial um, at that time. And so, brethren, as we come together, let us think about those things that Jesus has done for us. And... Of course, then we look to the, to the uh, night to be a much observed, which will be also be here. We're having a catered meal if you, if you want to be a part of it. And, um, and, and then the Holy Day on, Monday, on, uh, on Tuesday. So uh, all of those things are coming up, and, and we look forward for, uh, for you all to be together and for us all to be together to participate in, in um, this most wonderful thing that Jesus has done. 
for each and every one of us. And you know, it's not just for us either, is it? He said it was for the whole world. It all looked, Jesus looked into the future that all might have that hope. And so that's what we, we come for, for the hope that lies before us.